It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy, Kano the Don, and special guest in the building, my boy, Tell him Mizzle. What's happening, my boy? Yo, what's going on, Kano? What's good, everybody? Yo, hey, bro. Man, I just want to just thank you, man, for, for coming out, man. Just taking your time, brother, to chime in with us, man, and, 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 and give us a little history, man. Just spend some time with us, bro. What's good with you, though? Right, most definitely, man. I'm just, you know, still here trying to keep on going in this thing, man, you know. Oh, man, you definitely going in this thing, man. You definitely going. You got some things cooking, man, and making some major moves, man. Listen, you know what I want to ask you? How did you How did you come up with the name um, Telemizzle? Has, has that always been your, um, um, your monarchy? No, actually, it, it all is like it's like the end result from you know an earlier process. Uh, I had a partner I used to do music with, and uh, and one of the verses in the song we did a while back, he was like, "Tell them niggas mizzle." So you know that was my tag. You know, I would say, you know, I had that tell them niggas mizzle, and then over time, you know, I dropped it. You know, I felt like it would be more commercial for me to you know say tell them mizzle and drop you know the niggas out of it. You know, just. Stay like that. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's it's definitely catchy and um and trendy. So you just you just basically incorporated that into um into your production, right? Pretty much. And I, um and then you know when uh Future and Rocco and everybody and all of them dropped the You Ain't Even No song, they had a part in there with two chains. Was like tell them. So, you know, I cut that and like that's uh that's one of my tags I use now. So Wow. Okay, that 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 makes it it definitely fits, man. It's catchy and uh I definitely I definitely like that tag. I definitely like that tag. Man, it's it's as far as production, you know, your 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 production style is totally different from a lot a lot of sounds that that I've heard or whatever the way that you compose your music and the way that you you put your put your music together I think that um it's 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 phenomenal because it's it's you know based coming from the south it's it's definitely not like a southern sound it it, it it's kind of a uh, well it's definitely a global sound right right to, um how long how long have you been actually um producing Okay, well, um, I've been producing since I was about 13, 14, around that age. Uh, I actually started, you know, singing, like, coming up in the church first. So, I would, you know, I was singing first. And uh, when I was younger, I listened to a lot of, uh, you know, country music and pop, you know, a lot of MTV, TRL, uh, GAC, you know, just I, so I'm, I'm – when it comes to putting together melodies and everything, you know, I'm I'm coming from a lot of different backgrounds. So, you know, I hear music kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so with with coming from um with coming from a church um a church background as well, you 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 played music in the church too? Um, I just sung in the church. Uh, I didn't play music in the church. I just sang. Okay. 
Okay, that 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 makes sense. So that's that's kind of yeah. like where you. I didn't start producing until um, high school. Oh, got you, got you. I mean, what 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 inspired you though? That that gave you that edge to wanna take it to that level because you 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 started off as a singer first, right? Right, right. Well, uh, I got a homie, uh, Young D, from down in Homer. And uh, right. he started rapping. You know, we came up together in the church singing. We, we both started singing first. So as he got, you know, we got older, he started being towards rap. And that kind of made me want to go in, you know, more of doing music and everything. So I would start, you know, I had a little cheap Logitech mic. I be recording little songs at the house. I got a little program called Dacity. I think it's free. You know, I, I would make songs and everything. And then I got to the point where I realized it was like, like, man, I ain't got no beats. You know, so I got all these songs, but I, you know, I ain't got no beats. So I found out about the FL Studio software. Um, I think at that time it was um, like FL Studio 7 or something like that, 6. But uh, right. I got the software. The first time I opened it up, you know, I tried to produce on it. And it was like rocket science. I was like, nah, I don't, you know, I ain't gonna worry about that. So for about six months, you know, I just let it sit there. But then, you know, one day I came to it and I just slowly, you know, started trying to figure it out, you know, slowly but surely, you know, got better and better at it. Right. So you never, so you, you never went to like a production school or anything like that. You kind of just kind of picked up the skill um, naturally. Yeah, yeah. No schools, no nothing like that, no training. Um, I got a chance when I was younger to be around Be Real, you know, a Baton Rouge legend. As far as producing, you know, did a lot of stuff with Boosie and uh, Trill fans. But, he, you know, he, he used to come and we would, like, sit there and he would just make a track and I'd just watch him, you know, just, you know, watching the vibe and everything. And then we'll make stuff together. So, but as far as somebody teaching me and me learning stuff, I just did everything on my own. Wow, man. That's, that's, that's incredible. That's sort of, um, I sort of, I sort of kind of how I picked up the skill too, the production skill too. Um, like the same way, just a, a natural, a natural feeling and a natural love for, um, for music, you know? So I definitely, um, I definitely feel you on that. Um, now as far as like your production style with it being blended with, um, to me, you know, with, with you being, uh, um, a singer and a producer, um, it kind of gives your flavor and your style as a producer more body to me as far as the way that you create your sounds. It sounds, like I say, more more industry and more, it has more body in your production, your production style. Do you think that that, that plays a part with you being a singer, which gives you more range as far as on the production tip? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I feel like when you sing, you are you have an ear, you know, for, um, you know, certain, you know, sounds and ranges and, you know, just different melodies and everything from already singing. So when you go into a production mode, you know, you're creating all these melodies, you know, you know the right pitches and keys and what fits and, you know, what doesn't really, you know, fit. So you could put everything together right and, you you know, you kind of just know. Like I said, I don't really, I, I never really, you know, trained and then so, I, I you know, I kind of just knew with my ear. 
I just trust my right. head, you know what I'm saying? So you, it's, it's more easier for you to, to create a melody because basically with you being a singer, you, you know, kind of can harmonize those sounds or whatever and can bring them to life. Right, right. Like most of, like 95% of my tracks are going to start with me with the melody. Very seldom do I start with drums unless I just have like an idea in my head because, you know, I feel like the melody is like the soul of the track and, you know, the drums complement the melody, you know. Right. That's how I that makes that makes sense. Um, now, you've you've produced for some um, some pretty predominant predominant people. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit how you um, created those? Um, well, I wouldn't say create. How did you come about making those um, those connections? As far as being able to produce for uh, people like C. Log and 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 other uh, predominant names in the game, um, I guess it really would be uh, attributed to be attributed to um, going to studios that the majority of the local rappers would use and record it. It was kind of like a hub for certain people, you know. You just kind of brush and you know rub hands, you know, with all different types of people. So me going to do work for somebody else got me connected and you know CeeLo getting you know catching into it and like okay well I want to work you know work you know me going out to Houston and everything a couple weeks at a time just working 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 in the studio you know out there with CeeLo and then that uh that also opened the door for me to work with Young Ready and uh, for me to produce the track for him you know that kind of took off and it was like one of the more dominant tracks in his career and it's just it's kind of just about networking, I guess, at the end of the day. What was that what was that experience like? Um what was that experience like going in there, um, actually uh creating um creating a track for CeeLo? Oh uh, man, it's like for me, like I got like I, I don't have, you know a thousand different, you know, uh, songs that I've produced, you know, that's just out there. Like, I'm not, you know, on the radar, on the scene like that. So for me to be able to work with somebody of his magnitude, it was kind of like, you know, a blessing for me. You know, I felt like, you know, I really, you know, I'm really good at this. You know, if I'm here working with a legend like CeeLo, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's what it's about. Shout out to CeeLo, Say that again? No, I was saying shout out to CeeLo. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to CeeLo, man. Yeah, real. See local real. So you you went to you you actually went to um you said Houston? Yeah, I went to Houston. Uh, okay. At, at that time Loke had a studio in Houston. So we would, uh, what 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 song was that that you actually um produced for him? Uh the first song I produced for him that made way for us to do more work was the Wednesday song. Yeah, oh, so you so you produce Wednesday? Yeah, I produced the Wednesday track. Yeah, I love that song, man. Yeah, man, it's, uh, wow. it's one of my favorite ones. How did that? Tell me a little. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, did you go in there with it the, with an idea already um, put together already, or y'all kind of created that from the ground? No, no, that was that track was made before I even met CeeLo, uh when. DJ Wookie 
was in the studio. CeeLo hit him up and was trying to, you know, get in touch with me. And when I got his email, you know, that was one of the tracks I sent him. You know, that's the one that made him, you know, hit me up and want me to come and work with him, you know, on a more frequent basis. So, yeah, that track was made, you know, pre-CeeLo. So and and you just when you went in there you you had yeah I just uh, I just felt like I felt like that track you know fit was like perfect for him you know that's just how that's how that's how I approach sending out tracks to people you know I you know I listen to them and I figure out you know what best fits them and it usually works right so you 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 played it for him there and and he gravitated to it or how did that go. No, no, I sent that to that that was you know, that was a track that I emailed to him. Like I got said you. before we even linked in person. That's what made him want to link with me at first. Ah, okay. I got you. Right, right. I got you. You know, it, it takes um I think that that's kind of phenomenal, man, because for you to um to have for you to have seasoned ears like that. Because, you know, when you listen to the wind, when you listen to that track, it it's like it, it's like it was it was made specifically for him because it goes so perfect with the vibe with CeeLo's style. And then when when he shot the visual for it, I mean, it just it was it just seemed so organic all the way around the board. So I think that that's kind of phenomenal and kind of puts you on a different level as far as, you know, studying the artists, the artists, I'm sorry, and knowing what exactly is a perfect fit and a track that would embody that artist's style and skill set. I think right. that's pretty dope. I think that... Um, I think that when you really think about it, it um it kind of it kind of sets you apart because it really takes a certain skill skill set as a producer to be able to do that. That's why you know kind of like if you listen to a lot of the artists that's out or whatever, you can kind of tell the ones that um that kind of goes perfect with with those producers because those producers have actually studied those artists. And be able to create those tracks around those artists like your Rick Ross or whatever. You know, all of his music seemed to be built perfectly around him. And that comes from good production. Exactly. And um the good producer also understands that it's you know, the vocal is also an instrument at the end of the day. So, you know, you it's still just it's just the top in, instrument in your mix, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to know how to find the right levels and melodies that make it all blend together, you know, so it just, just, you know, make art, you know, it's art at the end of the day. Right. Do you think that, um, do you think nowadays that, um, do you think that it's better working with an artist actually in the studio with the producer as opposed to kind of sending sending tracks to to artists or whatever, do you think that it kind of takes away from that feel as a producer and as the artist to be able to actually physically be in the studio together creating? I mean, I feel like 
an initial setting with an artist and producer relationship should also be like an organic in the studio, you know, collaboration of building and just working together. You know, and after, you know, you get to building that sound and y'all find that sound, you know, then you can like send stuff, you know, because you already got that, you know, that pre-forming of, you know, that, that sound and that connection, you know. Sending beats is cool, but I just feel like, you know, that's just so oversaturated now. It's like, I just believe in quantity. I mean, uh, quality over quantity. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like you just need to send beats everywhere. You know, you right. can. That's what, you know, a lot of not knocking anybody that does is just, I don't feel like that works for me, you know. So you would prefer, you, you, you prefer working hands on with the artist creating. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's my, um, that's what I do, you know what I'm saying, as far as not even just making, you know, the beat itself from producing, you know, engineering, you know, being in there, the finishing product, everything, you know, as far as vocals, you know, knowing how, how to harmonize and how to add dubs and when to add stabs, just everything. Right. So, um, when, 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 as far as like you writing, um when you when you're writing and creating are you more of of a feeling a feeling writer or are you just kind of like say hey I'm going to go in here and 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 write a, a club song I'm going to go in here and write a you know are, are you are you more of a feeling type of um artist and producer or um I feel like I'm both at different times right yeah, I feel like I'm both at different times. Sometimes I can just, you know, I get an idea. I'm like, I'm about to do this type of track, or I got this idea. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna sit down and see what I come up with, you know. Right. Or you know, uh, I went to work this week. I got pissed off, so let me put that. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what that, what kind of energy I get out there. You know. Right. It's, it's just at the end of the day, you just letting out different emotions, everything. So the majority is feeling, but sometimes you do get different, you know, inspirations from other things, you know. Right, right. Do you? Um, I mean, how, how do you? How do you feel about? How do you? How, how do you feel about like the atmosphere of the game right now? Like, as far as like on the on the production level, like how do you? How do you? How do you feel about it? Like, you know, because it's so it's so much, so much music that's that's coming out so rapidly how do you feel about the atmosphere of production at at the moment um as far as what you mean like uh just producers in general like i mean you got a plethora of producers out there right now whatever not talking about the um the more seasoned producers in the game or whatever like you know we got a lot of um, a lot of new producers on the scene or whatever. Um, like, how do you feel about this style of music? Because, you know, like, it's, you know, how, like, a person might create a style. Let's just say, like, when Muscle came out, you know, everybody was trying to capture that sound. And, and, and you know, he kind of brought the the snap, the, the, you know, the, the, the finger snap, you know, back into the music again or whatever, because you know it was it was an Atlanta thing, a Atlanta movement at one point in time, and then, you know, he kind of brought it back 
again, and it's like, you know, everybody wanted a mustard beat. You know what I'm saying? Even even the bigger names. Well, yeah, I mean, the game always works off, you know, and, and at one point you have a majority sound that, you know, everybody's hopping on because it's like, it's the most trendy sound. But at this point, I feel like it's a bunch of trendy sounds and it's a bunch of different rappers who make those different trendy sounds and producers who make those trendy sounds because there's so many people doing it. So as, as opposed to it being like, when Mustard was doing it, he was like the main one. Now it's like, it's a Mustard sound. It's a Metro Boomin sound. It's the Murder Beats. It's, like, it's all, you know, different plethora of sounds. Right. So do, do you, do you, do you feel like, um, cause I mean, it is, it is some producers out there that, um, that are different. And, um, I mean, do you feel like, You feel like that that um, because it's like you know those those to me those those styles don't really stick around too long. Do you um, are you more of a traditional um type of producer or whatever as far as like creating your own sound? Are you kind of like trying to follow a little bit of what's going on or whatever? Or you just kind of blend everything together and still put your own spin on it. Yeah, I kind of, um, I, I listen just to hear, you know, what's relevant because you can be, you know, outdated with your sound kind of, you know, music is music, but you know, as far as in the moment, you know what I'm saying, in the current era, you have to, you know, be able to reinvent yourself, you know, and still be you while finding ways to sound relevant. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know, being different but still having something that's, you know, common enough for people to, you know, relate to. And that's so different that people like, oh, uh, you know, that ain't nobody checking for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Um, how was it, how was it working on, um, on the project with, um, with your cousin, you and your, you and your cousin put together, a, um, Young D, y'all y'all put together a phenomenal project. How was it um, working on that? Because I know y'all worked on that pretty much uh, hands on. Uh, yeah, it was a long time coming. That was the first full project that we majority got to make. You know, with us sitting there together in the studio, building the tracks up, and me going playing sounds and just you know building it organically. And you know, we took that to the studio. You know, and I executive produced it. You know, all the vocals and everything. And it just really came out cool, you know. Uh, Trey from Basecamp engineered it. Trey is real dope. You know, he has a nice ear for music. He got a degree from LSU in audio engineering. He's just, uh, it just all came together. Right. Right. Um, you know what I want? I wanted to ask you, man, like, like being like, a, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you, 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 you up and coming because I mean like you've been in the game for a while, you know, still rising in the game. Um do you do you feel like cause the because the game is totally different now or whatever and it's it's moving at such a fast pace. Do you think that um do you think that fans are being bombarded 
with too much music and not really having the opportunity and a time span to 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 fall in love with music anymore um i definitely definitely feel like it's a short attention span and if you're not able to um grasp you know that attention you know if you slip if you fall to a little bit like it's it is easy to get you know looked over because there's so many people you know like i say it's very saturated in music right now because you you have a lot of different styles of music. You have some artists who are like a forefront of a style, and then you have like 10, 20 other artists behind that one artist, that, you know, riding off of that style. It's just, it's just a weird time of music. You know, it is hard if you have individuality, you know what I'm saying? It's like hard to, you know, make it at first when you stand out because it's, it's you know, it's not the same. It is different and new, and certain people, don't, you know, don't want to just be the first to lean towards something sometimes until everybody looks like they're endorsing it. So do do you do you feel like you feel like you have to almost have almost have to have a gimmick to, to pretty much get noticed right now? Mm, um, I feel like people are getting noticed because they have certain gimmicks, but I don't think you necessarily need a gimmick. I just think you need to have a strong brand that people really, you know, standing behind at the end of the day because it's all about brand. And like they always say, you know, music is 90% business, 10% talent, you know, so it's all business at the end of the day. But even with, even, even with having, um, even with having a good brand, um, do you think that it's 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 harder? It's harder now, um, with you know, with with all of the social media platforms and 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 you know, different outlets or whatever for people to be able to just really just drop some music today and put it out there, you know, the same day or whatever the case may be. Do you feel like um, you feel like it's more harder now? Or do you feel like it's it's? I mean, it's it's definitely uh, uh, more opportunity to be able to um, get your music out there more faster or whatever without going through the labels and stuff like that or whatever. But do you do you still feel like the traditional label way is um, the best way to go, or you like the independent game right now? But is it just a little bit more harder and, and requires a little bit more grind? Yeah, I mean, independent, I think, is always the best way to go. You know, but I think it depends on also what you want you want for yourself and for your career, you know. It's when you've done everything yourself and you only need, you know, things like di- distribution, you know, and promo and everything, I mean, then you can go to a label, you know, and it can work out for you because you don't really need them for anything and they won't be in your pockets. You know, it just depends on the situation. I mean, some people who sign 360 deals and they work out for them, you know, it's all about you at the end of the day, I feel. Right. Right. I, I I definitely uh I definitely agree with that. I just I just think that um I think demographic is 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 a major part of it too and, and having a good um a good support system or whatever. Why why do you why do you think that 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 people people don't really really support people? anymore 
Why do you think that? Why do you think it's so it's so difficult from certain aspects to get to get support? Um, I mean, I'm not, honestly, I'm not even sure. I just like I say, I think for, for like for the most part, people want to feel like everybody is rocking with you know what you got going on before they hop on. So it's like you have to look like. The person, the, you know, everybody should mess with, but I guess before you are that person, I guess you could say. I mean, I, I know it's weird. Like I say, it's, it's just hard. You know, I guess the, the best way I would say is, you know, giving stuff to people for free. You know, people love stuff for free always. They can always love stuff for free. So that's always the start. If you're giving away your music or merch, you know, and everything like that, people more prone to rock with you, you know. Even if your music is worth the money, that's, you know, the hard part about music. Right. You think that you you think that um coming from uh coming from uh from Baton Rouge or whatever, do you you think how do you think that the the music scene is here? You think that it's more harder coming out of here than um than other cities? I feel like for a long time, it, it was very difficult, but I feel like it's getting easier, but it's still difficult because it's, um, like I said, it's a support thing. You know, it's a, it's a lot of favoritism. It's a lot of a lot of hate, like you say. Uh, artists, you know, get close to making it out. They get murdered. You know, it's it's a real hate culture here. You know, it's, a, it's really a, a love-hate culture because once you, once you die, everybody loves you and everything, but, you know, it's just... It's just crazy. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you think that that's so? Why you? Why? Why you? You know, in your in your in your honest in your honest personal opinion, why? Why do you think that that it's like that here, like that? Uh, I feel like the people, for the most part, who make it out of here, only a few, you know, actually try to give back and make a difference, you know, and reach out for, you know, everybody, you know, smaller people, you know, those he could probably bring up. But I also feel like that's due to them not being able to trust, you know, people where we're from, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things. You think it's because they don't, they don't, you think a lot of the, uh, because people who make it out, they do make it and then they just, they leave, they don't really reach back. And you feel, do you feel like that, that may be a part of it too? Right, most definitely. You know, you have to, um, which, Nobody's obligated to do anything, but I just feel like if you do make it out and you can do make a difference, you know, it's, it's at least worth a try. Right. I feel like um, I feel like I feel like it, it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of talent here, but I don't feel like um, I don't think that it's much unity. And um, I don't think that it's much unity in Baton Rouge. And it, it could be more unity because it's so much talent. It's so much talent. And I just, I just, I don't think that, I just think that if, if artists would work together more, I think that the culture in Baton Rouge would be explosive. Because if you think about it, you know, it's been it's been hell of a runs to the point to where, you know, Baton Rouge actually got 
a global look. You know, they got we. I mean, you got some good names that 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 have really, you know, created an impact. You know, out of Baton Rouge. But when you right. really think about Baton Rouge now, you kind of you only kind of think about the same people. You know, Boosie, Webby, uh, CeeLo, Bleed, uh, Max Manelli, um, Nero. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, I mean, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like it's 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 sort of like the city is, has a black cloud over it, man. Yeah, man. Like you say, on the rise, um, it's it's like some some type of tension or some type of beef is created, and 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 to the point to where that that person end up losing his life, or the other person end up losing their life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's never in the cycle, you know. You know, I you know I'm beefing with you. uh, I go shoot with you. I kill you. Your people come back and kill me. You know, my people come back and kill your people. Your people, you know, it's just a never-ending cycle, you know. And I just feel like it's going to take more than just talking, you know, to make things change. It's going to take, a you know, a real effort of people coming together, you know, trying to make a difference. You know, it's still a lot of uh, tension between, you know, police and people here, so... It's just one of those things where everybody is, you know, tense all the time. Nobody really trusts anybody. And not all of Baton Rouge is bad, but the majority of the people, you know, are in the places where it's, you know, on the more of the bad side, you know. Right. Do you, how do you feel about, how do you feel about, like, internet, internet, internet beats, like, um, you know, um, people, producers, um, you know, putting their beats up on on YouTube or whatever, um, you know, for sale, for lease or whatever. Um, do you do you think that um, do you do do you use that avenue? Um, a few years ago. You know, I started trying to get into it, but I was never really comfortable with it because, like, you know, I just I just had that much protection, you know, I guess over my work and just so much. Um, I'm just so cautious with releasing it like that. It's just, it never really worked for me. I know a lot of people are very successful from it, though, you know, who, who replace, you know, regular jobs with just, you know, working the Internet, you know, right. selling beats. But it's just like I said, it just never really worked for me, and I wasn't comfortable with it, you know. Right. How do you feel about um, mixtapes? As far as you know, rappers releasing mixtapes or just yeah, just I mean, rappers releasing um, rappers releasing mixtapes. Just as a, coming from a producer's perspective, um, a rapper comes to you and 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 they wanna they wanna they wanna do a mixtape, like. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I, those are kind of like the thing, you know, I like things like they're working with somebody, you know, building them, you know, their own body of work exclusively for them. You know, that's, that's more so my line of work. Right. 
I'm 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 sort of the same way. Like um, I would I would prefer to build um, and and more so uh, an original mixtape, something that you know the artist could actually profit off of. You know, really both of us could profit off of, as opposed uh, to you know grabbing a bunch of you know other people beats and stuff like that or whatever that's popular and you um putting your lyrics on it you know what i mean to me i wouldn't really say that it's a waste of time because it is a form of advertisement and and promotion but i just feel like taking the time to, to write something to um to those to those already popular beats or whatever that you can't really make any money off of i just think that that time could be spent creating um some original content original track and um really being able to actually uh do something with it right right most definitely i mean because you don't want to get lost in the shuffle you know a mixtape with a bunch of beats and then you're trying to figure out what kind you know just you know i didn't get you know my tag or got cut or something there's all kind of different stuff when you do that kind of stuff man i just it's right. better to be, you know, the whole project is you, you know. If like you, um, like, what do you, uh, what, what, what's your building process as far as like, um, creating, creating, uh, music? Like, what, what's your process? Um, you know, you have to have certain tools. I know certain producers or whatever. Um, they like. They might like to have the room set a certain type of way, candles lit, the light, you know, just, all, you know, it's, it's so much different stuff. What's your vibe? When, when uh, honestly, I've always, all I've always needed was my computer and my headphones, you know what I'm saying? I work like that. Uh, I have my mini board, uh, a decent setup for me to be able to just work. You know, I don't need much to work. I just need a nice, you know, a good element, you know, a positive environment and I'm, you know, I can create all day. Right. Right. How do you, um, how do you feel about the, 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 uh, controversy that's going on in the game right now between, um, Eminem and MJ Key? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like you know it, it's it's a part of the culture. You know, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm here for it. You know, it, it's rap. You know, but as long as it stays rap, you know. But if it you know if it goes away from rap, then you know it's all nonsense. You know, I, I'm not a big diss track person or this. You know, I just like to make music, and I just I, I don't feel like I I would make music. You know, waste my time making some music that I'm using. You know, shooting at somebody else. You know, I ain't got that much. You know. I ain't got that much attention for you, you know, that much respect for you to make a song about you, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That makes sense. What What are some of the um, producers that have um, influenced you over the years? Um, I grew up listening to a lot of older music, um, so I like a lot of Quincy Jones, um, Alexander Hamilton, just... All kind of different stuff, man. Just a lot of different artists. I like Timberland, Kanye West. Um, 
I do like Metro Boom and I do like Murder Beats, you know, those, you know, I, I like how they make music. Um, they're very good at catching vibes. I just, I like, I like producers, you know, just make music that sounds good. You know, shout out to Manny Fresh, you know, Louisiana legend. It's a lot of nice producers here. Um, shout out Playboy, you know, he's, uh, he's got a lot of stuff popping with NBA Youngboy right now. It's just, I just like good music. Right. Right. I definitely agree with you. I'm I'm, I'm pretty oh, much. Oh, oh, oh. Let me, hey, I also came on the dime because, you know, you you wanted the grace to me too. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Y'all heard that out there, listeners? Y'all heard that? My boy showed me some love, man. That's that's what's up, man. Big salute uh, to that, man. I'm definitely a fan of you as a producer. And as a songwriter, um, have you what, what? What are some of the um, some of the songs that uh, that you featured on? Um, I haven't featured on a, a lot of songs. Uh, I did a couple features on D's album, like I said from Homer, but uh, I ain't really got a lot of features on a lot of songs. You do a lot of writing though, as well. Hooks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of writing. I write hooks. Um, I wrote a few hooks on D's album also. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I'm, just, I'm always looking to work with people. You know, I haven't worked with a lot of people, but the ones I have worked with, you know, we made magic. Right. Right. You uh, If, if, in, 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 in your process of, well, what uh, what as far as as, as the future, what, what, what's on the on the on the schedule for the future with Telemizzle? Um, well, right now I'm in the process of working on uh, my first EP. It'll be like an R&B vibe, you know, mellow melody sound, you know, type of uh, EP. Maybe about six, seven songs. You know, I'm in the process of producing the tracks and writing on that. I'm probably about uh, five, six tracks in, you know, but I just want to make, you know, a bunch of songs in reference to, you know, being able to have a nice selection to pick from. And then from there, you know, I can go on and start on other endeavors. Right. You plan on having any collaborations on um, on this project? Um, right now, I'm still just in the mapping out the actual songs themselves and seeing, you know, what fits. Um, I do have a couple people in mind, um, but right now it's just more so I want to, you know, let myself show through this would would have been my first project. Right. Do we have a, a, a expectation date, or it, you're still kind of in the um, in the building phase? Um, I said I wanted to um, have something that was ready to go by like Christmas or if not then the beginning of the year, but, you know, I don't really like to put dates on things because sometimes stuff happens and uh, one day you might wake up and feel one way and the next, you know, you feel another way. Right. But uh, real soon, you know, it'll be much, it'll be before next summer, you know, before next spring. Okay. Well, you make sure that we, uh, we get the exclusive now. I, I, I want the exclusive. Oh uh, man, most definitely, you know, I got you. You know, um, what I wanted to I, I wanted to ask you too, man. Um, 
do you do you feel like man it's like do you really feel like the game the game the state that it's in right now man do do you really think that it's longevity as far as for a lot of the artists that's on the scene right now as far as the music staying the same where it is right now because it's it's on a certain level right now do you think that this level is going to last any any more longer and it's going to shift again because it always shifts yeah, it always shifts most definitely. You know, it's always, you know, like I said, different phases in the game. But those who always come with that, you know, with their individuality and their own sound, you know, they'll always be, you know, where they are and they'll always be dominant in the game because they're not, you know, constantly recreate and capture the attention of the masses and hold it, you know. Right. Right. If, if artists wanted to – um wanted to connect with you to uh, to work, to uh, get a beat from you, uh, get a, you know, whether it's buy a beat, get a beat made originally, um, get a hook written by you. Uh, how would they go about doing that? Um, you can email me. Um, my email is tellemizzle at gmail.com. That's T-E-L-L-E-M-M-I-Z-Z-L-E at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram, uh, Twitter at, at produced by Mizzle, P-R-O-D by Mizzle. And, uh, you know, that's the best way to get in touch with me. You know, I always get back with, you know, I'm a regular dude. I work at nine to five, you know what I'm saying? So if you hit me up and I don't get right back with you, you know, give me a minute. You know, I definitely get with you. Right, right. If you had, if you had anything, some encouraging words that you could say to um, up and coming producers or even producers that's in the game right now, man, and and you could say anything, what um, what what would you what would you say to them? Um, I think I would definitely say salute for what you're doing, you know, definitely inspiration, motivation to everybody out there that's trying to do what you're doing, you know, who dreams of being where you are one day. So it's most definitely uh, big ups to them, you know, much love and support to them. And to keep on, you know, striving and keep going, don't let no negativity hold them back. And to, and to, the, um, and to the producers that's thinking about trying to be producers or or, or – trying to get that thing together or whatever or looking for some inspiration or whatever, what what would you have to say to them? Um, pretty much the same thing, man. Keep on working, you know, stay inspired, you know, go get history on the game and people who came before you, you know, just, you know, learn up, stay inspired because it's, it's hard to get demotivated in this, so, and uninspired. So just, you know, stay, stay alert and stay focused and motivated. Right. If you can name five artists that you would love to work with in the game, who would that five be? Um, uh, most definitely uh, Drizzy Drake. Um, 
I think I like to work with Quavo. You know, that's my birthday twin. <laughs> but uh, I like to work with Quavo. Um, but there's so many people that I've watched over the years. Um, I like to work with Adele. I love her voice. I know we make some magic. Um, I like to work with Chris Brown. And I don't know. It's, it's a bunch of people I like to work with. If I had to pick a fifth person, um, Scott Storch probably, man. Right, right. That that's huge, right there. That'll be a that'll be a hell of a collaboration, production wise, man. That that's, shout out to Scott Storch, man. Scott Storch is he's the truth, man. Yeah, man. He he came out, ran the game, you know, fell off, had a feedback, came back, back running the game, man. You got to salute that. That's yeah. a big motivation, right there, man. Yeah, it, it really, really is, man. He's really. He's really one of the great man, and um, his name don't get mentioned a lot, man. But uh, he's definitely a pioneer in the game, man, and he's done some phenomenal work, man. I mean, like phenomenal projects, man. He has he has really made history, man. And uh, salute to him, man, making a uh, comeback, man. And and I really salute that, man. Already, man, it's definitely inspiration. Well, Mizzle. I appreciate you, man. Take a time out, man. Come and drop them jewels, man, and spending a little time with us, man. I you know you got to come back and um and do the show, man. And I and, and I need to get that exclusive, my brother. Now I don't want to hear nobody else getting that exclusive, man. We're gonna have some problems. <laughs> yeah, man. You already know I got you, man. I appreciate you having me and uh, thinking about you know even considering me on the show. I appreciate the love on that. Most definitely, man. Like you, um, I'm I'm definitely a fan. Like I say, I'm a fan, man. It, it was inevitable that you were gonna be on the show, man. Like I'm I'm definitely a huge fan of your music and your um your production, man. I'm just I'm a huge fan, man. Again, I really really appreciate it taking time out of your out of your schedule, man, to uh come hang out with us for a little while, man. And uh, you want to tell your fans anything before we get out of here? Uh, I love everybody that supports me. Um, it's not taken in vain. You know, I'm very humble. I appreciate everybody. You know, whether it's five thousand or it's five, you know what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody. And uh, if you're out there, and you, you 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 suffering, you struggling, everything not working out for you. You know, just stay prayed up and keep on going. There's a door always open. You know, just be ready, be prepared. Much love. Already, it's the Vibe Show podcast with your boy Kano the Don and special guest, super producer, songwriter, and artist Telemism. We out.